Hallelujah. Come on, somebody be happy this morning. My goodness gracious, when, when, amen. When Pastor Jack asked me to, uh, to preach, uh, he gave me Thanksgiving Sunday. How do you preach on Thanksgiving Sunday? How do you get everything going to give thanks to God? Oh my goodness. I ran out of space. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. You know how many times that says that in the Bible? A bunch. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, the Lord God Almighty, the all-sufficient one, the self-creating one, the God who created himself. Oh, give thanks unto him. Golly. I don't know about you, but I had a great time with God this morning. I found out, you know, I'm 80 years old and I found out something. I always thought I'd sit on my patio and I'd be praying and the sun would rise above the trees in the forest. But someone said the other day, the sun doesn't rise, we rotate. I'm sorry. That's a big revelation to an 80-year-old. That the sun ain't moving, I'm moving. You know, if God is faithful, if God is faithful in one area, he's faithful in all areas. Is he, if he's sufficient in one area, he's sufficient in every area. If God is faithful to see that we rotate so that the sun rises, he'll be faithful to our prayers. So, oh, give thanks unto God, that God, for his not someone else's mercy, for his mercy endures forever. Now, I've, I've asked this question before. God, why don't you say his grace, his faithfulness? Grace is what God gives when we were sinners and rebels and away from God. God extends his grace, for by grace are we saved, by faith. You understand that? So God's grace is for the rebel and for the, 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 the unlawful. But his mercy is for those in distress. Those that are hurting. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy. His pity is another word. For his compassion. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his compassion endures forever. And when, and when I looked that up and when it says for those that are in distress. So if you're in distress, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Because if he's faithful in one area, he's going to be faithful in the other area. You know, a lot of people, they trust God for their healing, but not for their finances. 
There have been people that trust God for Robin's healing, but they have a time, hard time trusting for their healing. Well, if he is faithful to touch Robin, he is faithful to touch me. We can't, we can't put a limit on the faithfulness of God. And so I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to get around to God, what we're thankful for. What we're thankful for. Well, I'm just thankful that I'm not who I used to be. You know, and I'm a thankful that there's a God, a self-created, all-sufficient person that caused this transformation. I'm just, I'm just thankful for that. Mary Jean, I've talked a lot of times. If it hadn't been for the Lord, uh, we don't know if we'd either be here. Because if I kept living my life the way it used to be before Jesus, uh, it was no buena para nada. That's, that's Hebrew for you that don't understand what that, that means. Did it come down again? Well, it's, con it's connected to my underwear and it won't come up. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, I forgot to do something. I forgot to do something. So I'm going to stop and do it. Huh? Do it after? Okay. I'll do it after. No, I want to do it now. Steve had a birthday. Woo! What a blessing. Had a birthday. And Hannah has a birthday tomorrow. Any other birthdays? Today or tomorrow? Any other birthdays? Today or tomorrow? Birthday? Today? All right. Happy birthday. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let, let, help me now. Let, let me try to, because to, my, my brain is spinning. When, because we are born again, and that means the Spirit of God has taken up residency in each and every one of us. That's, Jesus told Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you, you're going to have to change, boy. You must be born again for two reasons. Number one, that you can see into the kingdom of God. Amen. So number one, that you can see, Nicodemus, you must be born again that you might see into the kingdom of God. And you might know the kingdom of God. In other words, you can be as religious as you want to, but you're going to have to be born again so that you're not religious, but that you're Christ-minded. So, so when we got born again, God himself, his spirit, abides in each and every one of us. 
Uh, well, I'd say that's a good place to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that God, self-sufficient, self-creative person said, I want to dwell and be in you, not over you, not under you, but I want to be in you. So the Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in me and you. And so I say, thank you, Lord. That's something to be thankful for. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. All the blessings of God are in Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus is in you and me. The Bible says all the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwelleth. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Are you getting happy? But pastor, I don't feel like it. Well, God's not limited by our feelings. God moves against our feelings because he's faithful. And if he said it, then he meant it. That's how, thank you, Lord. Because see, without God, <laughs> well, I'm God. Before God, Jack was God. What does that mean? That means I was God. I decided where I went, how I did it. I decided every action of my life. I was ruled by my reasoning. Before Jesus, we're all ruled by our reasoning, our logical thinking things out. The reason that I do something is based on logic. Because I'm Lord. Because I'm God. If a situation came up, I handled it because I reasoned it out. Come on now. I, re I had a reason. Mary Jean will say, why'd you do that? <laughs> and I have to give her a reason. Amen? And it's usually a good reason. But so before Jesus, now folks, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap this all up to why I'm happy, why I'm thankful to God is because if we were just left to our reasoning, reasoning leads to doubt, confusion. But when we got born again, the measure of faith, wow. The Bible says we've all been given a measure of faith. So I come to a place to where reasoning bows its knee to the word of God. Okay, let me back up. Some, before Jesus, someone has cancer. My reasoning is she going to die. Because you hear all the reasons why four-stage uh, four cancer kills people. And if you got that, you're going to die. That's, that's, that's where reasoning capsulates us. And so my reasoning is you're going to die. But we got born again. 
And my reasoning has to bow its knee to what God's word says. And God's word says that by his stripe, I am healed. God's word says that you will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Faith pleases God. Reasoning limits God. So I am thankful that faith pleases God and I have got, I have been given some faith. And so now when a situation arises, my reasoning, which the old jack, the wrench do. Well, let me reason why I can't pay it. Here's all the reasons why I can't pay it. Don't have no money. Ain't got no job. Come on now. And, and, and that's a reality. But if we are born again by the Spirit of God and God's Spirit is inside of us and Scott is faithful in the tithe, he's faithful in giving because when we give in faith, it's like a seed that grows. When we give in fear, it dies. I don't know why I had that this morning, but when Mary Jean was, was ministering over the offering, that there were people that were giving and you were fearful in your giving because you didn't know what would happen if you gave in, if you gave that. If you give it in faith, it's a seed that grows. But if you, when you give it in fear, now I've been there. I remember when we told a young man that was trying to uh, collect for the church, do a budget, and, and I told him, hey, I'm going to give 15 a month if I have it. And he agreed with me. You don't want that guy on your stewardship committee. He agreed with me. But I mean, that was, that's where we were at the time. Because I'm thinking, because if that, if, I'm fearful if I give that $15, there won't be any, anything behind it. So I'm thankful that we found out about God's plan for giving. Because if he's faithful for the sun, for me to rotate around the sun, I guess I can't say the sun rises anymore, huh? We rise, I rise. Are you understand what I'm saying? He's faithful in it. So faith, now reasoning is, is a safety gauge. Now we, we should reason sometimes, don't be stupid. But when, but when it comes up to God's... Okay, let me give you an example. Uh, Jesus, multitude, is preaching and the people have become hungry. And Jesus, they've been with him three days. There's about 5,000 men, which could mean there's probably 15,000 total people. And he said, let's feed them. Reason... All the disciples, are you crazy? Do we go in? We, there's not enough money in the bank that we could feed. See, they, they're reasoning against Jesus. See, that's what we do. Because Jesus has a plan. And Jesus says, now, now catch a hold of this, because this will destroy reasoning. What do you got? 
uh, well, there's a little boy here who's got five loaves and two fishes. Now, what's your reasoning going to do with that? You're going to say, that's going to feed about five. But see, with God, nothing is impossible. Your situation might seem impossible. But it's not impossible to God. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for that. Yeah, it may look bad. It may look terrible. But praise God, his mercy endureth forever. And so Jesus said, sit them down 50 together and start feeding them. And so somebody with a lot of logic (laughs) is... Is taking those five loaves and they're probably breaking them up and tearing that fish apart. And he, and he gave them all 12 of them. And so here they go and they start, they start giving it out. And, and pretty soon, I, well, I can, give, I can give some more here. Oh, well, let me see. I got some more. I can go give some more here. I can go some more. And, and Jesus makes this statement, and it's important. There were 12 baskets left over. If we just, if the disciples had just stayed by reason, those, 50, those people would have gone home hungry. But faith, Hebrews 11, for without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because see, faith is the ingredient or the signpost that we once were lost, but now we're saved. Faith is the sign of a Christian. Reasoning is the sign of religion. Religion has no power. Religion has nothing supernatural about it. Religion is an activity. But Christianity, because of faith, the measure of faith that we have, to where we're not moved by our reasoning process. Luke chapter 5. Peter and James and John were all fishermen. They'd been fishermen all their life. And all of a sudden, here comes this carpenter. And the carpenter t- tells Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a mighty catch. Here comes Mr. Reason. <laughs> I'm a fisherman. And you're a carpenter. Can you, can you see we have fished all night? And we ain't caught diddly squat. We're tired. But something happened that takes us from the position of reasoning into faith. And here it is. Nevertheless, at thy word. Peter heard something. Peter said, reasoning is not going to take me away from what, from this blessing that this man's talking about. Because he told me to launch out into the deep. Now, the deep there means it's, it's scary out there. It's what the waves are bigger out there. So we've gotten used to just doing it here where it's kind of comfortable. And we catch some little fish. But he's telling me to launch out into that scary place and let down my nets as if 
to catch a mighty catch. And Peter, reasoning factor, he said, you know what? There's no good reason why I should do that. There's no good reason. I've tried that before. It didn't work. Come on now. I've tried that before and it didn't work. That's for somebody this morning. I've tried that before and it didn't work. But at thy word. But at thy word. And it it, it kind of infers that Jesus got in the boat because he said thrust out from the bank. Thrust out from the bank. It just takes one verse of scripture. It said he did what Jesus said to do. He cast out his net and he caught such a large amount of fish that his net and his boat began to break. This is exciting. Listen. When the blessings of God come on you, they're more than you can handle. And there's some other men in another boat and you call out to them. Help! I got more than enough. And it said they came and their boats and their nets were filled. Just because now, simple thing, they went from reasoning to doing what God's word said to do. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that I'm born again. I'm thankful that the spirit of God lives inside of me. I'm thankful that the word of God works. I don't know why it happened when Mary Jean and I were in a denominational church and we just found out about tithing. First thing, we found out about tithing. So instead of giving 15 a month, we decided to tithe. This was 40 years ago. Now, reasoning had me not making it on what I was making. Does anybody understand that? Have you ever been there before? There ain't enough. There ain't enough and I ain't giving nothing to God. But, but now I'm going to tithe. And I'm going to take a big chunk out of that and I'm going to give it to God. And there was no fear. We just, we we both kind of got it and said, we we need to start tithing. So we wrote, and I remember this is, this is, and I was in insurance sales and, and our first tithe check was four hundred, hundred dollars. Four hundred, four hundred out of four thousand. I ain't making it on the four thousand. How am I going to make it on the thirty six hundred? But see, God did something with our reasoning. And we've been doing that ever since. And, and I'm going to say 
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is faithful. See, see, he's including us in his plan. This was his plan. How, how am I going to finance? How am I going to, to advance the kingdom of God? I'm going to use them. I'm going to, you're part of something so much bigger than yourself. We are part of a kingdom that has no end. We are here today because of others that heard about giving and sowing and loving into the kingdom of God. Our, our great grandparents and so forth. And folks, and, and we're teaching and we're doing the same thing. People are learning the blessing of doing that. We're here today because of that. The blessings of other people, we're here today because of that. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. How about this? The angel Gabriel came to a little 15-year-old girl. And he said, blessed are you, Mary. You're going to have a baby. Reasoning is really strong right then. <laughs> and she reasoned in her heart, the Bible says. <laughs> Excuse me. How can this be? <laughs> I know not a man. And the angel told her that the spirit of God is going to come on thee and overshadow thee. Have it be done unto me according to thy word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm thankful for that. Thank you, Lord. Reasoning paralyzes a movement of faith. Reasoning halts progress. Wow. I'm having a hard time. There's so much to be thankful for, guys. Everything that we have, we just say, oh, give thanks. Again, Thanksgiving Day is, a, is an event, but 24-7, I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for health. Raise your hand. Thank you, Lord, for health. Thank you, Lord, that I'm saved. You know, and Jesus, <laughs> Ephesians says, for by grace are we saved through faith or by faith. For by grace, the grace of God, while we were rebellious and unlawful, for by grace are we saved by grace are we saved. We've been saved by the grace of God, the free gift of God. We are saved. And in our, in our grace attitude, now, now we have the mercy of God. When we are in distress, when he has pity upon us, when he has compassion, when he fed the 5,000, it says he had compassion on them. When he saw the 10 lepers, that were outside of covenant. And their reasoning was, we've had a spell put on us by religion. Uh, we can't be seen, heard. We can't say anything. Uh, we're unclean. We have to holler unclean. That's how they lived, was in their reasoning. They had no hope whatsoever. 
the, the, the religion had had capsulated them and you're separated and you will die because you die from leprosy. And there's 10 of them and they're over here. But something happens. They see Jesus. Jesus comes into the community and they someone's heard about most of these are, are Samaritans, by the way, too. They're most mostly are Samaritans. And so they hear about Jesus and they holler out, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. Have mercy have mercy. We're afflicted. Wow. He heard. He heard. Oh, they, they touched Jesus' heart when they said, have mercy. Because Jesus remembers in Psalms, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good, for his mercy. Oh, my mercy. He stands, endures forever. My mercy. And he called him. He called him. And before they even got to him, he said, turn around and go show yourself to the priest. And they were healed. And they were healed. God's, God's mercy, God's compassion. And it said they turned around and walked away except one. And one saw how he was healed and how thankful he was. He couldn't go any further. He had to turn around and he had to go to Jesus. And he said, he went and he fell at his feet. And he said, thank you, Lord. And Jesus took him from healing to wholeness. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Wow. The afflicted the one that's twisted, the one that's out of shape, the one that's dealing with something that causes, it's kind of like a wicker. You ever seen a piece of wicker furniture where it's all twisted and gnarled? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his mercy extends to the afflicted. But now you've had to experience the grace of God first before you can know the mercy of God. I, I, <clears throat> it's, it's hard to say this, but really, if you, if, you, if you go by that, mercy is only to the believer. Because when God deals with the, the outlaw, the rebel, it's his grace. And it's his grace that by his grace, we, call, we, we receive and we receive salvation. And once we see, receive salvation and we're walking in our new life, then his mercy is all over us. Thank you, Lord. Are you glad to be saved? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you to think that every day you can talk to God and God will talk to you. Well, you know, someone said, well, Pat, what did God say to you this morning? He said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead abides in us. But you know, by faith, we have to receive that. We, we don't go to heaven because we're religious. Because we follow a set of rules. The Bible says we must come to Jesus as a kid. I'm so glad to see all the children here. 
But, but you take a six-year-old and, 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 and you, you offer him something and he says, I want that. I want that. The Bible says we must come as a child. What does that mean? Well, that's blind faith. There's no reasoning in a child. You offer him something and give it to me. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. You know, they don't. Hallelujah. Isn't that from Genesis to Revelation <laughs> and all that there is, the simplicity of going from death to life is accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You don't need to know the Psalms, hermeneutics. You don't need to know Hebrew. You don't need to go to Bible school to go from death to life. Lord, I invite you to be the Lord of my life. We have a, we have a niece at Mary Jean. She used to minister to all the kids and I don't know how Daniel was four years old, three years old and Mary Jean's telling her about Jesus and how she can accept Jesus into her heart and how Jesus will come into her heart. And Mary, would you, you want to receive Jesus? I want Jesus in my heart. And she's three years old. And so Mary Jean prays for her to receive Jesus in her heart. And, and I know Mary Jean's all excited and happy for her and everything. And about that time, there's a siren uh, ambulance that goes by our house. And you can hear the siren and Mary Jean said, okay, let's pray now that Jesus would go with them and be with them and help them. And Danielle said, is he going to leave me? She's, she felt sorry. If he goes and takes care of them, what about me? What's going to happen to me? Hallelujah. Stand to your feet with me. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank God for you. I thank God for you. I thank God for this church. I thank God for our pastors. I thank God for our elders. I th ah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know that the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in that person next to you? The same Jesus? The same Jesus that you received by faith? It's in Stephen. He's in Michael. He's in my sister Martha. And Martha, he's been there a long time. And he's in my wife too, I'm sorry. Thank you, Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Let me, let me just, you know, we can think about it and we can even reason Jesus. We can reason. Yeah, I've heard about Jesus. Yeah, God, you know, the universe and all that. Yeah. And, and we reason, but we got to get it out of here and we got to get it into here. By faith. Well, but I don't understand it. Well, Goofy, you don't have to understand it. It's faith. See, we're controlled because I can understand it up here. I, well, maybe. But it's by faith. And we just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Give, forgive me of my... Oh, Jesus, you know, hallelujah. Okay, I got to do this. Sit down real quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I told you this was going to be... This was going to be hard. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 53. 
700 years before Jesus. 700 years before Jesus, Isaiah 53. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid as if we were our faces from him, for he was despised and we esteemed him not. Now, this is before he's even hanging on the cross. And people turned their face away from him because he looked so hideous. Couldn't even look at Jesus on the cross because he looked so hideous. Surely he had borne my griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 720 years, folks, before he went to the cross. And Isaiah 53 is telling us all about Jesus. And Jesus put in him all of my iniquities. Past sins, present sins, future sins. 720 years laid on him the iniquity of us all. Oh, Jesus. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Oh, and I'm going to get down to <laughs> And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit found in him. Look at this. Verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord <laughs> to bruise him. Now, when you are a reasoning person, that makes no sense whatsoever. How could it please God to bruise Jesus? Well, you got to go all the way to Philippians 2. Because Jesus was obedient unto death. God, self-sufficient, self-creating. Okay, this God. Because Jesus was obedient unto death, God gave unto him a name above every name. If there's nothing else that we give thanks for today, I want you to give thanks that in your mouth is the most powerful name in the universe. And over any and every situation, you can speak, the you have the authority to speak the name of Jesus. Every name that God has, every title that God has is all wrapped up in the name of Jesus.